All right, many people first started hearing about Proud Boys, the far right, right group, after they stormed the Capitol. They were part of that uh, uprising. But Proud, Can- Proud Boys Canada, is the far right group, originally uh, designated a terrorist entity, announced yesterday that they had officially dissolved. They denied being a terrorist or white supremacist organization in a statement that they posted to uh, Proud Boys USA channel on Telegram. It's a messaging app where the group is active and issues its official statements. But I thought we should get to the bottom of this because this is a big story. Jessica Davis is a former senior strategic intelligence analyst with CSIS and president of Insight Threat Intelligence. She joins the show. Jessica, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. So are you surprised by this move by the Proud Boys to say that they have officially disbanded? I'm surprised that they actually took the time to say it publicly. I think after the designation, it was pretty clear that they'd been caught a little bit on their back foot. They were probably winding down some of their activities. They were concerned about some of the implications of the designation process. Um, But to take the time to actually say that they were disbanding, that took me by a bit of surprise. Okay, so refresh our memories on exactly what that terrorist designation means for a group like Proud Boys. Yeah, so it has a number of effects. Um, Basically, it becomes illegal to support the group in terms of their activities that could constitute terrorist activities. So you you basically, you can't finance them. Um, It becomes more difficult for them to operate. They can't raise money. Um, But the Other more interesting implications, I think, for this case in particular is that their members also suffer some of these effects. So because our banks are required to basically take a risk approach and and not provide financial services to listed terrorist entities, they're looking at all of the potential members of Proud Boys as um, a high-risk client. So they're looking to um, limit their accounts or limit their interactions with these individuals. So I think that there are real financial implications. So like if a proud boy was trying to go get a new mortgage, that would have probably been quite a lot, quite a bit more difficult after this designation. The proud boys have said that they, the truth is they said they were never terrorists or a white supremacist group. Uh, we're just regular patriotic Canadians. How long were the proud boys Canada on CSIS's radar? say because CSIS doesn't come out and tell us when they are doing an investigation. I suspect that CSIS and the RCMP have been aware of, if not actively investigating, particular aspects of the Proud Boys for a number of years. But the events of Capitol Hill really pushed that over any sort of threshold. Because before the Capitol Hill insurrection or riots, however you want to call it, the activity that the Proud Boys engaged in in Canada and in the United States it, w- it would be difficult to argue that they met the definition of terrorist activity in our criminal code definition. You know, there, there's a little bit of nuance. You can make the argument, but it wasn't a slam dunk case. The Capitol Hill insurrection, though, it was a very clear cut indica- uh, example of terrorist activity conducted by members of the Proud Boys. So it became much easier for them to make that case. And so for CSIS and the RCMP, who have the ability to investigate terrorist activity, that would have really pushed that over the edge. So it would have gone from awareness to potentially active investigations if that was deemed to be a priority for them. And what about Donald Trump when he said, proud boys stand down and stand by? Would that up them on the radar as well? Um, 
Not necessarily, just because of the activities that they were engaging in beforehand. I think it certainly raised a lot of concerns in terms of incitement, potentially. Um, but that in and of itself, particularly in the Canadian context, wouldn't necessarily have been enough to um, increase their cease of the RCMP's attention to the Proud Boys. That would have probably already been pretty well established by that point. Okay, so Proud Boys Canada have announced that they've dissolved the group. They no longer will be. Uh, what about Proud Boys in the States? Have they largely been their own ident- uh, entities for some time now? Well, this is quite this is quite the crux of the problem, isn't it? Because Proud Boys have a significant presence in the United States, a presence in Canada, but only Canada has taken the step to listen to the terrorist entity. And we know from other terrorist organizations that groups engage in what we call sort of jurisdictional arbitrage. So that's a fancy word for saying they take advantage of um, of different regulations in one country or different um, laws in one country and another. So the problem really is is that the Proud Boys can and continue to act and do whatever they want to do in the United States. They're not a designated terrorist entity. Some of their activities may rise to the level of domestic terrorism in the States, that individuals may be under investigation, but as a whole, the group isn't. So, um, you know, their ability to take advantage of those differences is a problem. And one of the reasons why counterterrorism is something that has to be undertaken collectively at the international level. I, I would think that there's nothing stopping members from affiliating themselves via the Internet with the Proud Boys in the U.S., That's exactly it. So, you know, individual membership in a terrorist group is not a crime in Canada, so they can still engage with Proud Boys themselves. Um, This, you know, the Proud Boys designation is not a solution. It does create um, problems for the group in Canada. It creates problems for the individual members. We talk about how that creates sort of friction for them in their daily lives. On its own, the designation obviously doesn't solve our terrorism or violent extremism problem, but it does make things a little bit more difficult for them. But part of that difficulty may be mitigated by the fact that they can engage with members of the United States. Right. And so with the Proud Boys Canada saying that they've dissolved, they are no longer, uh, the question remains, you know, have they truly folded? Because um, we could see them being farther driven underground, the people that are members of these groups, or maybe they'll be absorbed into other extremist groups. What are your thoughts on this? And should we be wary that uh, just because a statement is made does not mean that is the reality of uh, an organization? Yeah, I take this disbanding to mean that the Proud Boys won't be using that particular name. Um, It doesn't mean that they've abandoned their extremist ideas. They're still the individuals that were involved in there are probably still Islamophobic, probably still um, trying to promote, and I'm using air quotes, Western values, how they define that. Um, They're still, in some cases, white supremacists. So this hasn't done anything to change the individual's worldview or ideology. They probably won't use that name. They may create a new group. They may, some of them may join other extremist organizations, although some of them may also just walk away from the, the movement and the ideas um, you know, because frankly, getting getting a group that you're affiliated with listed on the same list as Al Qaeda or the Islamic State can be a wake up call for some individuals. But it's certainly no guarantee that everybody's going to be walking away from this this form of violent extremism. 
Right. So basically, can I can I sum it up this way? And would it be wrong if I said that maybe Proud Boys Canada are basically looking at a, a, a change in branding? Yeah, I think it's a little bit early to say. Um, I think that's a definite possibility. We see it all the time with other terrorist groups. They change their names all the time. The nice thing about our listing process is that if we if we determine that they're basically the same group, you can just list them as an alias under the same designation. So that happens all the time. Um, but I think it's a bit soon to say in terms of what the Proud Boys are actually doing here in Canada and like what individual members, how they're moving forward after this designation. Rebranding is a very is a possibility.